And all the people said, Amen. And all the people said, Amen. Amen just means, uh, yes, I 100% agree, accept, surrender to, expect, celebrate. Um, I'm 100% behind that. I 100% am like completely excited about that. Um, And... That's all we're going to say about that. I'll just get off, I'll just get off the track. Um, so, <clears throat> there is a... I'm going to show you a picture, and I'm going to test your um, IQ, your, uh, um, your cinematic... I'm, test, I'm testing your cinematic IQ, all right? Okay, so so there's there's a conversation going on here um, between old Ben and this droid is not really doing it. I mean, I don't, I don't understand what R2-D2 says most of the time. Very confusing to me. Uh, but then you've got this. This is a... Remember when there didn't used to be uh, such thing as holograms? And now there are. But in 1977, when this movie came out, and there was this thing, holographic proje- projections, it was like people were going, what? Is that, is that really a thing? Well, there's, that's a, it's a, it was, it's a, yeah, it's really a thing now. Uh, but this is Princess Leia, and what's Princess Leia, what's this conversation about? What is she saying? Yeah, there she is. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You are my only hope. Help me, help me. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You are my only hope. If she had been speaking in Hebrew, she would have been saying, Hosanna. She would have been saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You are my only hope. So, you know, it's, it's a very kind of similar to a very significant event from the Bible. Here's the picture. This is sort of a, it's not that we know exactly. This isn't a photograph. We haven't, we, so we've got holograms now, right? We don't have time machines. So this was, this is just a cinematic uh, rendering from some movie of Jesus going through and see how crowded it is and see how, how squeezed together everything is. This is just sort of a, uh, an, an aside, which is that uh, Jerusalem inside the walls 
the old city is very crowded. Little tiny, narrow streets. I mean, this, I don't know if this was actually filmed or if this is a movie set or not, whether it was filmed in Jerusalem or not. But there's, you, you tend to, you see like these panoramic expanses of Jesus with, with crowds all around him and, uh, and lots of open spaces. But this is more accurate. Uh, going through the little narrow cobblestone streets, working their way up to the temple. It's just, there's not much room. But the picture you have here uh, is all these people are kind of smiling and they're like happy and uh, there's some, a few palms in the background. Uh, and the, whenever you see this on film, it's like people are going... All right, yay! You know, and yippee, and woohoo, and and bum 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 bum. People are just all super excited and really jazzed. But honestly, I'm I'm not so sure. You know, as we were praying, can I ask you to sort of put yourself in that crowd? I think that's more the way it was. People heard that there was finally somebody. Finally somebody that maybe could do something to suck the pain and the fear out of my life. Um, And so it was like, so this is the quote from John 12. On the next day, the large crowd who had come to the feast, when they heard, the large crowd that came to the feast came from everywhere. Like everywhere, if you were a good Jew, you were supposed to be... If her leg wasn't broken, you didn't have some sort of terrible disease, you were supposed to be there. And so it was like all the Airbnbs were full, all the hotels were full, all the KOAs were full. There was no place. People were just jammed in there. And, and they hadn't come to Jesus. They had come because they were supposed to be there and they were supposed to go to the temple and they were supposed to celebrate the Passover wherever they could. So, so then Jesus just showed up. And so people took branches from palm trees and went to meet him and they began to shout, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. We'll talk about that more in a second. And then I skipped down. I borrowed a few verses. See, this is like up in verse 12. Now I'm jumping down to verse 17. Uh, the, so the people who were with Jesus, when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead, were continuing to tell their experiences, continuing to testify about him. And for this reason, verse 18, for this reason, the people went and met him because they had heard that he had performed that sign. The guy who raised somebody from the dead is coming down my street. Remember when you're like a little kid? Um... You know, when the ice cream truck was coming down, some of you, unfortunately, if you're raised in Marble Falls or some, you know, or uh, uh, Woodland Hills or something, the ice cream truck never came down your street, I don't guess. Uh, I'm sorry, Crystal got gypped. I'm really sorry. But, uh, but when I was growing up, you could hear the ice cream truck coming, and it played this little song, whatever, you know, whatever little kid's song. An ice cream bus. Yes, it was. 
And so you got ice cream each time, right? You stopped it each time and got it. Well, so these people are, I think Jesus is coming down my street. I think Jesus is coming down my street. And, I, and the, the, the guy who raised that other guy from the dead, he'd been like dead for three days, and then this, Jesus came and he raised him up even, even after even his family didn't want him raised from the dead because they thought it was too late. And Jesus showed up, and it turns out when Jesus shows up, it's never too late. Turn around and, and say to somebody right now, when Jesus shows up, it's never too late. All right? When Jesus shows up, when Jesus shows up, it's never too late. When Jesus shows up, it's never too late. Lazarus has been dead three days. Turns out, not too late for Jesus. So Jesus, so they're thinking, this guy raised somebody from the dead who's been dead for three days. Imagine what he could do for me. So this reason, people went out and met him because they heard that he performed this sign. Out of a sense of desperation and anticipation. They didn't know Jesus from a rock, but they'd heard the stories. <clears throat> so, uh, so this this statement I almost broke Mike's phone. Uh, um, from this state, the statement, uh, Hosanna. I mean, oh, this this whole thing comes from. Stop that. All right. Um, comes from Psalm 118. Here's a little section of the end of Psalm, almost the end of Psalm 118. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Turns out Jesus was rejected, but he became the chief cornerstone that holds everything together. This is the Lord's doing. It's marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, do save, we beseech you. O Lord, we beseech you, do send prosperity. The word Hosanna in Hebrew is buried in this phrase. Uh, O Lord, do save. We're begging you. O Lord, we're begging you. Send prosperity. Save us. Deliver us. Help us. Um, Help me, Jesus. You're my only hope. Help us, Jesus. You're our only hope. Help me, Jesus. You're my only hope. So this is a, an excerpt from a, a website called uh, uh, Answers to Biblical Questions or something like that. Hosanna. You know what? I, I do this all the time thinking that people will get smarter. Uh, every time Palm Sunday rolls around, I start typing and Googling, uh, what's the definition for Hosanna? And it, without fail, four out of five definitions you find are that Hosanna is an expression of praise and celebration. No, it's not. And if people think, it's like, oh, look, there's Jesus coming by. Hosanna! Hosanna! Hi, Jesus! Oh, Hosanna! Look, Jesus came by. Hosanna! Yippee skippy! Hosanna! Yahoo! That's not, that's not this word at all. Hosanna is often thought of as a de- declaration of praise like hallelujah, but it's actually a plea for salvation. The Hebrew root words are found in Psalm 118.25, which says, Save us, we pray, O Lord. 
the Hebrew words yasha, which means deliver and save, and ana, which means beg and beseech. Lord, save us, we are begging you. Lord, deliver us, we are begging you. Lord, come and help us. We are desperate. We are desperate. Combined, the word, English word is Hosanna, literally means I beg you to save or please deliver us. All those people on Palm Sunday, Palm Sunday March that day were saying, Jesus, we are desperate. Jesus, we are begging you. Jesus, please come deliver us. Jesus, please come help us. Jesus, help us, Jesus. You are our only hope. Hosanna, 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 Hosanna. So there's sort of a potent combination here. I just want to run this through real quickly. This is, there's a sort of focused desperation here. Hosanna is focused desperation. When you're focusing on, uh, on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, there is a focused, powerful desperation. So uh, I want to just read you. If you've got your Bible, you're certainly welcome to read along. Um, but I, I want to just read the full text of Psalm 118 so you can see, hear, experience the whole thing. Uh, because there are a lot of things going on in Psalm 118. It, it, they, it all has like the climax or the culmination right at the end when we, we see this piece that, that, they, that, the, that the Jews pulled out to use for Palm Sunday. But the whole psalm is a pretty, has a, a rich and deep insight into somebody who's going through a struggle. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Oh, let Israel say, his loving kindness is everlasting. Oh, let the house of Aaron say, his loving kindness is everlasting. Oh, let those who fear the Lord say, his loving kindness is everlasting. So it starts out with an affirmation of faith. His loving kindness is everlasting. God's mercy and grace towards us never fail. At the very beginning of this psalm, they are reminding themselves, kind of like in Psalm 103 where the psalmist says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Soul, bless the Lord. I know you don't feel like blessing the Lord, but bless the Lord anyhow. Right? You know, the psalmist is saying something. He's, he's saying, Listen, whether you feel like it or not, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Turn around and tell somebody, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. Whether you feel like it or not. God is... Sometimes life is hard, but what? God is always faithful. faithful. So give thanks to the Lord for He is good. It starts out that way. But then, we get to verse 5. From my distress, I called upon the Lord. The Lord answered me and He set me in a large place. The Lord is... Listen to this. The Lord is for me. I will not fear... What can man do to me? The Lord is for me among those who help me. Therefore, I will look with satisfaction on those who hate me. I'm surrounded by people who hate me. The only thing that's holding me up is that I know that God is for me. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in men. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Where do we usually take refuge? 
We usually take refuge in our relationships or in the government, right? We're going to get the government to fix this. I'm going to get some the public schools are going to fix this. I'm going to get the city council to fix this. I'm going to get some. Uh, I'm going to get my brother-in-law to fix it. It's better to trust in the Lord than to trust in man. It's better to trust to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All the nations surrounded me. That's pretty scary. They surrounded me. I'm being surrounded on all sides by rich and powerful and scary things. But in the name of the Lord, I will surely cut them off. They surrounded me like bees. Can you imagine that? Can you, uh, if you get stuck in the middle of a swarm of bees, and they're just coming at you like... And you're just running, and they're, but, the, but the bees are right there with you. They surrounded me. This, the psalmist is surrounded like bees. But I'm trusting God. They were extinguished as a fire of thorns. Just put out like a fire. And the, in the name of the Lord, I will surely cut them off. And he's in the middle of... This, he's, this is a faith statement. I'm being surrounded by people, and they're trying to kill me like bees. It's a swarm of bees. But I, by faith, God is going to get me through this. I will surely cut them off. You pushed me violently so that I was falling. Ah! But the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. And he has become my salvation. So the sound of joyful shouting and salvation is in the tents of the righteousness. The right hand of the Lord, which is a sort of a metaphor for Jesus. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I will not die but live and tell of the works of the Lord. That's a statement of faith. Because right now people are pushing him off of cliffs and bees are biting him. And, and people are all surrounding him. But I'm, I'm saying by faith, I am not going to die even though it looks like I'm about to die. I'm going to live. I am going to live and I am going to tell of the works of the Lord. The Lord has disciplined me severely. Oh, don't say that. The Lord has disciplined me severely, but he has not given me over to death. The Lord has disciplined me severely, but he's not, he's not trying to kill me. I'm going through things that are hard. Sometimes life is hard. I'm going through something that's hard. God is teaching me through this. He is growing me up through this. He's disciplining me through this. He's training. That word in Greek for, for discipline actually means training. Um, I, won't go in, I won't go down that rabbit hole right now, but it means God is training me. God is taking me through something and training me. He's not trying to kill me. You may think that he's trying to kill you. You may think that you are going to die as a result of this, but no, you're not. God is just taking you through it. So, open to me the gates of righteousness. I shall enter through them. I shall give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous will enter through it. I shall give thanks to you, for you have answered me, and you have become my salvation. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. Not your doing. Nothing of this depends on you. This isn't about you, it's about God. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous, amazing, astonishing, incredible, unbelievable in my eyes. 
as I stop and see what God has done being surrounded, being pushed over cliffs with all the bees, with all the, everything, with all the... But God has become my salvation and it is marvelous in our eyes. I never, exp- I never believed that something that started out so horrible could turn out to be such a victory. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, do save me. O Lord, I beseech you. O Lord, I beg you, do send prosperity. Hosanna, Hosanna. O Lord, I'm crying out to you. Hosanna. See, all this, you know, all of this stuff that up till we get to like verse 25 is him saying, I'm going through terrible stuff, but I believe... I'm going to overcome. I'm going through all this thing, but I am confident that God is going to be faithful and God's going to, uh, God is going to be my deliverer. God is my song. God is my hope. God is my help. Um, he has become my salvation. Other people have rejected him, but I am, I am holding on him. This is the day I'm expecting to see God do marvelous things, but then we get to, Hosanna! Jesus! Lord God, please help me. Please send prosperity. Deliver us, Lord. Save us. Help us. Deliver us. I am desperate. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Help me, Jesus. Help me, King of Kings. You are my only hope. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God. He has given us light. Bind the festival sacrifice with cords to the horns of the altar. You are my God. I give thanks to you. Why is he giving thanks? Because you're my God. The end. I'm giving thanks to you, Lord, because you are my God. You are my God, and I am extolling you. I am praising you because you are God. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. So, in the middle of whatever the psalmist was going through, he was confident that God would be faithful. Desperate, but focused. God is going to be my deliverer. God is my strength. God is going to be faithful. God has disciplined me. God has allowed me to go through something, but he's not doing it to kill me. He's doing it to train me. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. But I'm saying, Lord, Hosanna! Hosanna! Lord! This is Jackie. Hosanna! I beseech you. Come and deliver me. Come and save me. You are the only one who can. So the crowd was desperate and hopeful. I mean, their life was terrible. They just wanted their life to be fixed. Um, they were hoping to get delivered by, from the Romans and from poverty and to get their, uh, their lives back and to get rid of the oppression. They were... Um, they, so they were focused on Jesus, but they were also confused because Jesus was a different kind of savior. They, they were, they were hosannowing at the right savior, but in the right direction. But they were confused about what he was going to do. He was going to deliver them, not from Romans. You're always, you're always going to have Romans, right? You got Romans in your life right now. You're always going to have Romans. Uh, 
Just people who think that they're better than you and think that they have more power than you and, and think they can tell you what to do and they're just, that's the way it is in the world. Uh, Jesus didn't deliver anybody from any Romans. He delivered them from sin. You look straight at that little guy on the, hanging from the hammock through the hole in the ceiling and he said, I know you're paralyzed, but let me tell you something. Uh, my son, your sins are forgiven. I'm also going to heal you, but most important thing is I want you to know right now your sins are forgiven because it's your sins that are separating you from God. It's your sins that are separating you from an eternal, perpetual source of hope and deliverance. Your sins are forgiven. Get excited about that. Get excited about that. Get excited that your sins... Your sins are already forgiven. Your sins are going to always be forgiven. Jesus died on the cross to, make, to guarantee that your sins will always be forgiven. Look at somebody and say, you look like somebody whose sins have just been forgiven. All right? All right? Your sins are forgiven. Don't you forget that. Look at somebody else and say, don't you forget that. Don't you forget. Don't forget. Your sins are forgiven. The devil is going to try to make you think your sins aren't forgiven. Don't you forget. Your sins are forgiven. One hundred and 10% completely forgiven. They were confused, that, but that didn't stop him from doing his job. You know what? The disciples were convinced that Jesus was going to die. Back about a week ago, um, they were out in the wilderness when they found out that Lazarus was dead. And, of course, they were all sad, but uh, they were kind of relieved when Jesus didn't respond initially that, that Lazarus was sick. Uh, they were just stayed by the campfire and they were like doing marshmallows and probably not hot dogs, but they were doing something and uh, 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 maybe, maybe it was kosher hot dogs. They were doing something. And then it's like a couple of days later, Jesus says, okay, now we're going, now we're going to go to Bethany. We're going to, uh, because, you know, Lazarus is dead. And they're like, What? If he's dead, what's the point of going? Jesus says, oh, oh, just hide and watch. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be okay. And they, they looked at each other and said, he's got a death wish. He, he is going to get himself killed. Well, I guess we might as well go and die with him. They were convinced from the moment he started heading back towards Jerusalem that this was a trap and they were all going to die. So they were confused. They had their eyes focused on Jesus, but for the wrong things. That uh, They still focused their desperate hope on him. Uh, we're just going to keep trusting him. We're just going to keep walking with him um, because he's the only one who has the words of eternal life. I mean, when Jesus' disciples started forsaking him at one point in his ministry, uh, all of the, the hangers-on and the... the Good time Charlie started to fade off when things got hard. They, he looked at his inner circle and said, aren't you going to leave too? And they said, where will we go, Jesus? You're the only one. You're the one who has the words of eternal life. Where else would we go? A lot of times you feel like giving up too, I know. You feel like giving up on God. You feel like giving Nothing is working. I can't make this work. Nothing is working. I must be doing something wrong or God is mad at me. I quit I give up. But you still can't quite let yourself walk out the door because where else would we go? You alone, Lord, have the words of eternal life. Where else would we go? So they all stayed focused on him. 
So I'm, I'm just, you know, it just comes down to this for me. Why is it so hard for us to just do the same thing? Except we go to him first and we just admit to him that we are weak and we admit to him from the very beginning. Lord, I don't have the answer. I don't understand what's going on here. I can't figure this out. I can't make it work. I can't make it work. I can't make this work right. I feel like a failure. I feel like I've messed something up. Lord, In the midst of all that, why can't we just say from the very beginning, help me, Jesus. You are my only hope. Help me, Jesus. You are my only hope. Hosanna. 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 Baruch haba basham. Help me, Jesus. You are my only hope. 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 Hosanna. 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 So let's pray. And I want you to just think of how many times you wrestle and you struggle and you get all torqued and been out of shape and freaked out. And you take like a big ball peen hammer and you start banging on things, trying to bang things into shape and make something work. And you get exhausted and you get discouraged and you, and you just get more frustrated and you get more afraid. And finally, at the very end, you say, Jesus... Jesus, please help me. Why do we wait till last? On the front end of a challenge, on the front end of a burden, the front end of a battle, the front end of a disaster, the front end of a failure, the front end of discouragement, the front end of despair, the front end of fear, the front end of, from the very beginning, Why don't we just cut to the chase? You, you know you're going to get there eventually anyhow. Hosanna. Hosanna. Lord, I'm begging you. Please help me. Lord, I'm begging you. Please deliver me. Baruch habab Hashem. Blessed is he who comes. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. Come now into my life, Lord Jesus, in a new and more powerful way. Baruch habab Hashem. Blessed is he who comes. Hosanna, Hosanna. Lord, deliver me. I'm begging you. I'm receiving your healing. I'm receiving your help. I'm receiving your presence. I'm receiving your power. I'm receiving your salvation. I'm receiving your forgiveness that you won for me at the cross. Hosanna, Hosanna. Thank you, Lord, for answering my prayer today. In Jesus' name, amen.